0: Hey guys, have you listened to the brand new intro music brought to us by Staten Creative? Caleb Staten, my expert producer, I'm so thankful for him. Check out his ministry, Staten Creative. There's a link in the show notes. Check him out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus if we haven't met yet my name is tony and today is episode 209 what what i sit down with the legendary hip-hop artist author producer entrepreneur extraordinaire brinson wright brinson and i had a fresh conversation about life about music about um just hip-hop in general and the church this was such a fun dialogue Brinson is someone who I know is going to be back on the podcast because we connected at such a deep level. If you enjoy this conversation, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify, and the highest compliment you can give us, share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody you know who loves hip-hop music. Now, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Brinson Wright. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited today to have uh, Brinson Wright with us. Brinson is an artist, a hip-hop artist. He's a CEO, and uh, you know, I I think you're going to want to hear what he has to say about culture, so I'm so excited. Brinson, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Man, thank you for having me. I've been excited. We've had this uh, set up for about two or three weeks, so I couldn't wait to be on with you.
0: And uh, we we, we've already we realized we were talking for about 15 minutes before I hit the record button. And I was like, man, this is good stuff. You're in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, You travel all over the world. What brings you back to Jacksonville all the time?
1: Oh, man, I'm I am a Jacksonville native. And when I moved to college in Nashville, and then when I came back and started traveling the world and stuff, and I just it was like, man, no places like Jacksonville. This is this is actually home. Like, you know, even though it's it's growing in the city is changing, like like most growing cities, but um the weather is good. Um I grew up here, I'm very familiar, and I just like the vibe of Duval County. It's not a, it's not a big city, it's growing, it still has a little bit of country to it, you know, it's still we still have trees, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's still a, a good place to, um, fellowship. We have a, a ton of great churches and ministries here. You know, years back we had a big flourishing, uh, Christian hip hop boom yeah. here in the city. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a great place to cultivate your faith and, um, just a good spring springboard. And I thank God, Hannah's on the city. So, um, it's a lot of bad going on, but it's a lot of unpublicized good.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's in most cities. It's a lot of unpublicized good because Amen. it's mostly about, you know, all of the bad stuff that happens. But it's a, it's a lot of great ministries, great pastors, ministers, people doing great work in the communities all over there. It's just unpublicized. So I think Jacksonville is one of those places that has a lot of good unpublicized things going on. That's a great
0: answer. One of the things that I love to do when I talk to people is look at the macro before we get into some of their latest projects. And we're going to get into the details of all the things that you're doing. Um, How would you describe the calling, like the overarching calling that God has placed on your life?
1: First off, Tony, excellent question. Thank you. I've done... You don't know how many interviews I've done, but it's it's been a, a, a ton of them. And that probably is one of the best questions somebody has ever asked me. What is the overall arc of the, the call of my life? I think it's to point people to the cross and with the personal relationship and, and through my life experiences, through um, the word of God, and through through faith and through my testimonies of, of telling people like if you whatever you have, your personality, your talent, your your even your doubts, your your anxieties, whatever, if you place them in the hand of God, He can create something beautiful mm. in you to, to to shine in the world, to bring him glory. And to to when you look back at the trail of it, you can see the glory and glory and glory in higher heights and deeper depths of Christ if you turn over your all to him. um. So I think it's just I'm just one of those. I'm a reflector, Amen. I'm a reflector of God's goodness. Yeah.
0: Uh, One of the things that we say around here a lot is that if you're not dedicated to your disciplines, you'll be destroyed by your
1: distractions. (laughs) Wait, wait. No, that's too good. Thank you. That's too good. Say it again.
0: If you aren't dedicated to your disciplines, you'll be destroyed by your distractions. My
1: God.
0: That's a word. So God gave me that word for my own life, and I've just been sharing it everywhere I go. And, and when I talk to somebody who like you, who's who's doing so many different things in so many different fields, and yet you've got such a clear calling on your life, I always love to ask kind of the follow-up question is, is how, how do you, in the midst of all the things that you could be doing, and all the places, you were just in New York this past weekend, you're traveling all over the place, how, how do you stay true to that calling through your Your disciplines, what disciplines are like, no matter what happens, I got to do this or I know I'm not going to be on track with the
1: Lord. Communication with the Lord. Hmm. I I think. I think one of my strengths. My my mom. Is a prayer warrior. Hmm. Like I grew up watching my family go through turmoil financial hardships my dad being an alcoholic through through the ebbs and flows of my childhood my mom remained in her prayer closet through everything our house uh going almost going into foreclosure more times than i could count my mom was in her prayer closet something happened with my dad getting in the car wreck because he was drinking prayer closet uh Death in the family, prayer closet. So me seeing that model in front of me told me that this life you're going to have good and bad, but no matter what it is, stay in that prayer closet, stay in communication with God, stay on your face, stay in a place where don't get too far out of the will of God that Mm -hmm. you can't recognize God's tug on your heart like okay you 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 need to sh- straighten up so i i think being consistent in my communication with god just and just being real with the lord telling him when i'm hurt telling him when i want to give him a high five saying crazy stuff that i know i can't share with anybody else to him yeah And being in in a place where I can quiet my mind and my spirit and my soul, where I can receive from him in just a constant surrendering of God. Yes to your way, even though I know the wrong might feel better. You know, so constantly in prayer and a constant posture of the heart of I surrender. So,
0: Mm. yeah. That's good. That's really good. I like that. I think surrender is one of the most underrated practices, uh, for,
1: for the Christian, for the Christian life. Um, it's not, it's it's not just surrender It's surrendering the ING in it. Like it's a constant. Yes. Like I will obey it, you know? Um, I think even recently, I've just been asking God, is there any place in my life that I haven't surrendered? And if it is, show me. Yeah. I want to know where, where's the places I haven't bowed my knee. And, and, and wherever that place is, magnify it so I can bow my knee. So because overall, dude, I want God to trust me. <laughs> you know, I want... Right. I, Right. If you're looking for somebody to do something, me, like yeah, he's done, he's done so much for me. Like I have countless testimonies, you know, countless things I can say about the goodness of God. And I'm just like, he, he, he's been so good. Like, why won't I continue to just say yes to him because everything that I need is in him. Everything that I want and desire is in Mm -hmm. him. So it's, let me get closer to him. Seek, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added. Whatever I want and desire is in him, I need to be closer to him. So it's just that constant surrendering. Yeah, I I think
0: that that's right. I think that that's, uh, uh, it's a constant... In the Methodist world that I live in, sometimes we call that sanctification, right—the process of becoming more like Christ, ref- refining the edges in my life, and letting mm-hmm. Jesus take over those spots. Yeah. Uh, you know, I—I I, you've had quite a bit of success with this new documentary out, um, mm. and it, it's really taken off. I, yeah. I think it's—I think it's easy to give God um, to surrender like the bad parts of your life, like, oh man, this isn't working. I got to surrender it. I'm curious in the midst of this kind of, um, crazy success that you're having with this documentary and, you know, I, I, people should go check it out. Actually it's, it's on your website, which we'll link to in the show notes and all the ways to get to it. But, um, how do you surrender
1: the good stuff? Oh, that's, Great question, easy question, right? Okay, good. Great question, easy Let, Let's just take the documentary. I've never done a film. I've never done a film. It's foreign. The, the film industry is a, a industry I've never dived into. So m- this was a straight faith move. straight faith move because it because uh, my my label god chasers entertainment has been in existence for uh 15 years okay and on the the 15th year anniversary i just was like well let's just do a a nine minute recap Mm. of the 15 years and um it's this guy. His name is Will Thomas, and he's he's done ninety percent of all my music videos, and I'm and then he me and him started talking. And I told him my ideas. He was like, "You know, I don't throw away footage, right?" I'm like, "Okay." He said, "I have footage of performances and other things from you from like 2010." So nine minutes turned into thirty. Thirty turned into forty. Forty turned into an hour and ten minutes of a documentary in. Then next thing I know, I'm just like, well, I'll just. We made a trailer, you know, and I just started sending the trailers to like film festivals. And it was this one festival in in L.A. The president was calling, blowing my phone up and I didn't know the number. So, of course, I didn't pick up because, you know, scam likely be scamming. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So. I didn't pick up, so on that Sunday, his secretary was calling me, and when I finally picked up, I was like, this is L.A. number. I don't know what this is about, so she said, I need to connect you with the president. Please hold, and so he comes on the line. He said, is this documentary finished, and at the time, I was just submitting the trailer. I was like, no, we're like 70%. We haven't even mixed it, mastered Sound quality isn't all there. He said, send it to me. An hour later, he called me. He said, please let us show this at this festival. That's tomorrow. We want to <laughs> open this festival with your documentary. I'm like, but it's unfinished. He's like, this is so good. Nobody will know it's unfinished because to me it's finished. So Faith move and people uh, apparently this um, festival had so many people see it and it was just like a big success so I was like okay we need to finish this thing up and send it to more festivals so right now we have over 57 awards from festivals and Mm. I don't know what I was doing I I still don't I'm just like I'm going to put it in the Lord's hands and let God do it so he's been doing it. So it's, it's easy to give it, give him the successes because he's, he's, he's actually behind it. You know, like it's him. Like, I don't know these people. I'm, I'm just here.
0: I, you know, I, I want to talk a little about the ministry that you've been doing with God chasers and okay. particularly as it pertains to like Christian hip hop Um I think that there are a lot of people who probably listen to my podcast who grew up in suburban America from mainline Protestant churches. I mean, let's just be real. Predominantly white. Like, uh, what what do we, those people, um, need to know about Christian hip hop that we don't already know?
1: Mm. That it needs your support, backing, love, prayers. Because mm. I think when people hear Christian rap or Christian hip hop, that they just think it's just music and it's not. This is a life transforming vehicle. You know how the Bible says, God used the foolish things to confound the wise. Yeah, this is one of those tools that goes deep into the crevices of a culture that is super sinful, pulls people out and with the power of the gospel and the word of the word of the gospel and, and you know, it's full. I know for my raps, it's full of scripture, it's full of testimony and it, pierce the hearts of the listeners and the reason that people should support it because I know me growing up in the hip-hop culture and knowing the effects of what it motivates and now you have you have a counterculture invading it motivating people to turn away from sinful lifestyles and unhealthy and toxic behaviors to a place of Hey, follow God. Chase after the heart of God. When it should be supported, you know, um, even the more, you know, it's it's supported by uh, tons of churches. But I think when people hear it, they probably think, "Oh, it's it's subpar," but it's not. We have to be more creative hmm. than our secular counterparts because it's they only have four subjects that they talk about: money, sex, clothes drugs, being promiscuous and um, violence. So that's the top six of the culture, right? We have to be more creative because we have to pull from 66 books, talk about this stuff and, and make it so appealing musically, creatively, sound quality wise to even have uh, 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 a avid secular rap listener to even give us a, a listen, but when they hear it, they they recognize the talent, the creativity, the the spirit of excellence that we have to have to do it in this you know to do it in this space. So I think um, it needs to be supported love and pray for because people like me we're going into the trenches we're going into the prisons we're going into the the places that regular folks of faith aren't going all the time and we're speaking the language that this culture recognizes and is familiar with
0: yeah i i think that that's uh that's a a great point it's it's uh it's more than evangelism. It feels like it, it feels like evangelism is certainly part of it, but it it feels like, um, it feels like saying, I want you to see me in God's story, meaning the person that you're ministering to, that you can see yourself in God's story. It's, it's almost like, you know, um, being a hope dealer, right? Like you're just out there, like, Hey, I'm come on, man,
1: he... you're using the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. It, and, and then you, you got to think, uh, you know, the scripture that says, become all things to all men that you sure, might be. Yeah. You know, so I remember growing up and I remember it was a, a, a magician that would come and talk the kids, do magic tricks, and then in his act, some sort of way he starts talking about what Christ did on the cross in his magic show. Yeah. So in the, the crazy part was at the end, he does an altar call and people go up. <laughs> right. people at a magic show. So, I mean whatever whatever it takes to get you to that altar. If we got a rap to get you there, if we got a yeah. Uh, flaming—you know—jump through a flaming hoop, and you might come to to the Lord. Whatever the case is, that's what we have to do, so people can understand what Christ did on the cross, you know, and, and the grace that came from that, and the new covenant, and you know the the power of the blood of Christ. Just all of that, you know, we got to get them in. You know, if we catch them and send them to a church, let the pastors and and that and that local body clean them up. We just want to catch them and get them there, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I love it.
0: I love it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm inter- I love to hear creative processes, uh, yes. especially because um, like you said, the 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 barrier to entry into the game is so much higher for Christian hip hop and Christian rap. And you know, outside of a handful of rap artists, most people don't know a lot of names, right? No. And, and so how do you um, how do you hear from God? when you're like, I'm going to sit down and write a song, right? What's that process like for you? How do you know it's God's voice and not just your own fleshly desire to put out another piece of work?
1: Great question. Great, great question. Um, I think my, my desire to win souls is some of the some of the fuel that that makes that that provokes me to keep going, right? Mm. But but I always think about while I'm in my creative process, you know, how am I overcomer by the words of my testimony and the blood of the lamb, right? That's what the word says. I always think about my testimony, like what's a new testimony that I can tell to. Sure provoke somebody whoever who who's listening to turn their life around and and I think uh Matthew 28 talks about going out and winning and that's me being in the will of God if I'm if I'm going out and trying to win some to the cross that's being in God's will and me being in God's will I can hear his voice in his will you know um and sometimes I know I can I could have a dream about a song and get mm-hmm. up. Like I, I heard choruses and hooks in dreams before, woken up and recording them, and I knew it wasn't me. Wow. You know, and, um in certain times, like uh I don't know if you can see this this one album yeah. that right here, it's called OMG. This one that one. Yep, that, that, okay, that one. I recall that. I was sitting listening to a track one day and it felt like I heard the Holy Spirit whispering every lyric in mm. my ear. And the that song was written in 10 minutes cuz I just heard the whisper. Wow. And and that that one is it was about a testimony about my mom flatlining and how the Lord brought her back and um I just I think me knowing and hearing the voice of God is spending time with God. So it's not a foreign foreign thing for me to hear God when I spend time with him, you know? So the creative process is spending time with God. What is he putting on my heart for this season to, to release to the people? And um, my newest project, Before It Cracks the Sky, I've had a song in my heart for like nine years and it finally came out and Before You cracked the Sky is, is this one right here <laughs> uh, that it's, <clears throat> it's a Jesus coming back themed album mm. yeah it's it's really themed about the coming of Christ I'm always talking about it in like verses and stuff you know a line here a line there sure. but this one is really honed in and focused it's a lot of storytelling. Um, it's it's really honed in on the coming to Christ. Uh, you know, we just coming out of pandemic. You know, you see food shortages. You see all of this stuff, and it's really honed in on that. So I I've I just spending time with God, seeing what's on my heart, and then releasing it uh, in the creative process.
0: Hey guys, just pausing this conversation with Brinson to remind you to sign up for the Spirit and Truth Conference. We talked about it last year, but it's back in March, Dayton, Ohio. Speakers like Kim Moss, Matt Reynolds, Pete Bellini, so many more. They're all going to be there. It's going to be a great event, and you're going to want to be a part of it. If you're in the church and you want to get your cup filled, well, this is a great place to be. I'll be there as well, and uh, I'm excited to connect with you at the Spirit and Truth Conference. If you want more information, if you want to get connected, if you want to be one of our sponsors, go to spiritandtruth.life slash conference. spiritandtruth.life slash conference. Now let's finish up this conversation with Brinson. Now let's go to the flip side of that too, because I would imagine, and and you know, I'm, I would call myself creative, but in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of the writing that I love to do is, how do you handle dry seasons when you feel like you should be putting something out? Right. And you're like, man, that pressure is like, Oh gosh, I should be putting something out. But like, have you ever had a dry season? And if so, how, how did you, um, how did you survive that time in the wilderness?
1: I wouldn't say that I've had a dry season releasing music because I personally release an album once a year. Okay. Okay. And, but I have had writer's block. <laughs> so I can tell you how I get out of that. What, what I do to get out of writer's block is just because I take this so serious, I have to do something that doesn't make sense. I, I have to go and freestyle about cereal or something like it, it got to be something nonsensical. Like it just got to be a relaxed. This don't matter or write for somebody else. Oh. ghost writing is really good like even if even if the person never hears it i could be like well if i was this artist what type of song would i write and it's and it would open up the channels of the floodgates of my creativity and then i'm like man that felt so good i need to do this for me because <laughs> the pressure on myself is most of the time when we have those dry seasons it's the pressure because we're like we yeah. got to Release something. We got to write. We got to do this. And a lot of times it's like creativity shouldn't be a harsh thing. It should just be a part of you, like breathing, like, okay, I do it because, you know, that's the gift that God gave him. So
0: when you've got music out in the world, I I feel like music hits differently than words because you can kind of surround yourself in music, right? Whereas mm-hmm. as words, especially the written word, it's much you just kind of it's one dimensional. But music feels different to me. I'm curious as someone who's never released any music or anything close. I the only thing I play is Spotify. And uh, what's it, what's it feel like when that album gets out into the world? Like. Uh, you know this this new album came out I, off my notes. I think it's July of twenty two. You know, like what what does what it feel like now that it's out there for all to listen to?
1: Well, with this new album, it's different because it's not on streaming um, outlets. You can only get it on my website. Mm-hmm. But and it, and that's mainly because I wanted to have a hand on how people experience it because when somebody orders the, the CD or something, I get to handcraft, send them a package. Uh, and, that, and that's really important to me because I love making this project and it means a lot and I want the, the person who supports to feel the gratitude that you know, when when somebody hear my stuff on Spotify, I can't tell them thank you. <laughs> you know, I can't <laughs> tell them that. But if you order something on my site, then I really I really can send you items and things that will enhance your experience. So the answer to the question is it's really a feeling of gratitude that somebody would even listen, right? Mm-hmm. It's a feeling of gratitude, it's a feeling of I wonder what they think. What in my mind always is like: what's their favorite song? Not even, and then goes deeper to: what's their favorite line? Or I wonder did somebody get the metaphor?
0: Hmm. You
1: know that I said uh, it, it's it's a ton of feelings wrapped up in the one. One of excitement. One of gratitude. One of of curiosity. Of what did you think one one of oh man, I hope they don't think it's it's horrible you know it's, it's yeah.
0: um, eleventh. 11, what what I appreciate about that is your what is this is your eleventh album, yeah. right, and it's like uh, I st- I don't want them to think it's horrible. Like, that's just real. Like we, I think that there's yeah. probably somebody who's listening, who's, who's putting out that PowerPoint every week for work. And they're like, man, <laughs> I just hope they don't think it's horrible. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. But because this is, this is the thing. I feel like I'm still on an incline. Yeah. Because my, 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 one of my goals are, is outdo the last one. Hmm. Not outdo anybody else. Outdo your last one. Like, these this is before it cracks the sky. This is uh throw the crown, reverse of tomorrow. I, I call this my Star Wars trilogy, right? <laughs> On each one of them, I'm trying to outdo it. I'm trying to outdo this one, you know, like I think this is like pound for pound one of my best albums, right? Mm-hmm. But then I said before it cracks the sky, if this is pound for pound your best album, you need to go another way to make it better. So yeah, the I, next one's got to be the people's champ. Yeah, yeah, I got I got to explore more storytelling in rap because for me if you can tell a story and paint a picture lyrically, you're in you're in uh you know one of the top chefs in this cooking phase, you know, so you know, I'm trying to be a master chef of words.
0: And it, it, if you're listening and you can't see the, the, the podcast or the art, because you're listening to the podcast audio only go to our YouTube page and check out. Um, uh, cause what's beautiful is behind Brinson is this, um, their album covers, right? Their yeah. album covers all over the wall. You know, and this is a good opportunity for me to ask a, uh, a question that I'm always curious about. And because I feel like we're friends, I'm just going, well, we're just, here, yeah. we're here yeah. now. Yeah. How do you we're decide, here. how do you decide your style? Right. Because I'm looking at you and I'm like, man, you've 11 albums in hip hop artists. You've got the aviators on the Jacksonville flat bill hat. You got the (laughs) nice jacket, like flowing beard. And I'm over here in a quarter zip feeling like dad all all over the place. Right. Like give give us some style tips. How do you how do you lean into that edge of style? Because you I mean, like you've got some great pictures
1: out there. Man, um, style wise it this is years of trying to figure it out you, you know, <laughs> no, you know cause, 'cause you you have so many pictures out, you get to be like, Okay, that didn't work, <laughs> that didn't work, never wear those again like,
0: <laughs> well, no- so what I hear in that is that if you want if you wanna be stylish, you gotta be brave,
1: you gotta be brave, you gotta you gotta experiment. Um you got to think what works for you like I try I try my best not to be nobody else you know yeah. like I like being comfortable at being comfortable in your own skin is a superpower mm. and I and I didn't develop that until maybe like 4 years ago so like tell you know knowing that God made you enough is a superpower, like everything in you that God gave you is enough for the, for the, for the assignments. And even it, it, it took years for me to even like my own vocal tone, you know, and then oh, when I, I hated it for years, you know, and then I, I would hear myself on records like, oh, but then traveling the world and people like, man, it's so unique. I love your voice. And hearing that, I'm like, okay, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping because God gave it to me for a specific reason, sure. right? So so even stylistically, you know, I like comics, I like movies, I you know, I I wear a a dope leather jacket, right? But under it it's a T-shirt of the Infinity Gauntlet from Avengers <laughs> 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 on the shirt and you know that's, I love it. You know that's that's just my. Uh, you did wear a velvet
0: jacket this past weekend in New York. I think I saw that. I did. I,
1: and it
0: looked I, yes, and it looked amazing.
1: It it came from it came from the UK. And okay, I, I, that event was such a big deal. I like okay. I need at least. You got to have the one piece. The level up. There you go. Whatever that one piece is, if it's if it's the shoes, let it be the shoes. If it's the jacket, let it be the jacket. But you got to have that one piece that separates. So I guess the tip is the one piece. And even if that one piece is the belt, <laughs> let, it let it go. Let it go. Let you it know?
0: go. Let, let, let me ask you this, because I I think you stumbled into something that a lot of, that's going to resonate with a lot of people, and that is uh, learning how to be comfortable in your own skin is a superpower. Mm-hmm. What's it, there's somebody listening right now who's who's probably on a treadmill or an elliptical or they're mowing their grass and they're like, man, I just don't, I just, ah, I just don't know. What's the first step they can take to be comfortable with um, a little bit of of flair, a little bit of themselves, a little bit of like, just a little bit of outside the lines.
1: Mm. I would say one of the first steps is embracing what makes you different. Mm. Like, embracing the thing that, that God gave you that sticks out. You know, like, I, 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 it's, I'm in good lighting, but I'm super dark. I'm, I'm a very dark skinned man. Sure. And it, it took a while for me to be comfortable being so dark because it's a stigma behind it. But then you like, whatever God made me is right because God is perfect and he don't make mistakes. So, so if God doesn't make mistakes and, And he made me the way that I am, then I don't, I don't need to, you know, be anxiety, have anxiety or have any insecurities about what God did because he made me perfect. You know, Mm. he made me how he wanted me to be dark skin and all. Uh, I'm not the tallest guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a medium, medium height guy. So whatever God, however God made me, it was for a purpose, you
0: know, and it's for whatever mission he has me on. That's good, right? This is not, I don't normally talk about fashion. So here we are. I'm, I'm loving it. I appreciate the indulgement there. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the things that I see as I pray for um, the Bride of Christ the Church yeah. is uh, just the lack of diversity in mm. the world that we live in. Um, you're obviously in, in the hip hop culture world, uh, predominantly African-American, you know, uh, from, from the best I can see, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of living in mainline suburbia. How, How do we, how do we get closer? As a people? As the church, you know, specifically as Christians, like, you know, we're, we're the, we're the bride of Christ together, right? So I'm not the bride alone. I'm the bride with you. Yeah. As the the big C church, we do our best to to be on earth as it is in heaven. How, yeah. how do we lean into some you know, the uncomfortable places of of stopping the the separation that happens on Sunday morning?
1: I think it's It's us obeying the greatest commandment that Jesus said, love Mm. the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and your neighbor as yourself. And I think we think about our neighbor who looks like us, yeah. but that's not just being a neighbor. It's the neighbor who don't look like you, the neighbor who don't even share the same theological doctrine as you but has the essentials, you know, like one, one of my, one of my best friends, he's, he's a white guy. He's, you know, he's Jewish. He's, uh you know, he doesn't, he doesn't believe in a, in a lot of things that I believe in, you know, sure. I, but I think we, we agree on like the moderation, like he, he doesn't believe in, in tongues for today. I, you know, I do, yeah. but our love for each other you know, as brothers in Christ, we come together and we have so much um, that we agree on. We agree on a lot of things on the last last days and stuff like that. And I think the answer to your question is we have to look for the common ground as we love each other and value each other. When we start valuing one another as the bride of Christ, the hands and feet, I can't do what you do. You can't do what I do, but we can support and value what each other do, then we strengthen the body of Christ, because I've seen so many churches not get it right, but then there's a church down the street that has the answer that they're looking for and vice versa, and they yeah. refuse to come together because they want to have their own individual kingdoms in the kingdom, but that's not how Christ set it up. It's one kingdom, you know, yeah. and and if, if we could just start loving each other and valuing each other. And even in the differences, cultural differences, like, you know, it, I, I got another friend. He's, <clears throat> he's a pastor and he is, his administration game is through the roof, hmm. through the roof, Administrate. He's probably the administrative <laughs> team of systems and processes, right? <laughs> you know, you put me in a pulpit. I preach the house down. Hey, right. We come together it, it's an explosion. So yeah. I think when, when we look at other people, we don't need to look at them as they're different from me. We need to separate like, oh, everybody is, is a, a, uh they have a top level in some area in their lives and we can learn from everybody. So if we, if we get into a posture of, if we learn from each other, we can be stronger together. So mm. I think Loving each other, loving God. And then, let me just go a little deeper right here. Please. Um, I always pray that God gives me an understanding heart, right? Yeah. So, me having an understanding heart, I think the Holy Spirit can can help me see beyond what people say when they're talking to me. So, me saying, God, I want to understand people to help me be a better minister to people, right? And if we can ask God, God help me to understand my brother, help me to understand my sister. And in that understanding, we can love them better. You know, that, I think that's a key to bringing closeness and cultural closeness that when we understand each other, we can love each other better as well. So that's what I think.
0: That's beautifully said, that's beautifully said. And I think it's, I think it's spot on. Um, so there's a lot of people listening who have now fallen in love with you over the, the last 40 some odd minutes and they're going to go out and maybe buy their first hip-hop, Christian rap Vincent <laughs> Wright song, right? They're going to go listen to your music for the very first time um what do they need to listen to first like what 's the what 's the 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 track that 's going to put their uh, this is a lot of pressure i 'm sorry yes,
1: um, bro. Uh, listen
0: what 's the what 's the track what 's the one thing that they 're going to like dip their toe in and be like oh this this is really good like what 's the what 's the starting i mean this isn 't you know keep in mind right that my my average listener lives in centerville ohio right which is not anywhere cool except for unless you love Centerville like I do. It's super cool. But, like, you, you know, if you don't love it here, you're not going to love it here, right? So what's the one song that they should go download or what's if they're going to buy your, your album uh, before the, he cracks the sky, what's the, what's the
1: starting off point,
0: right? What, what should he start with or she should start with? Okay, okay.
1: I, the, the answer is twofold. Okay, I love it. One – I would say go order before he cracks the sky on GodChases.com. And and here's the reason why. Because it gives me the opportunity to one show gratitude and then it gives me it gives me it gives me a chance to show you more of me than the music. Sure. That's that's one.
0: I'm gonna go my order my copy
1: today. Yes, yes. So, and after that, if, if you do not want to go on my, on my site and order anything and you just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, I just want to download something. Oh, my gosh. I would say, whew, okay, there's a song on my album called, on, on the album called Throw the Crown. The song is called... Faith in the Sky. Okay. And and it's, it's 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 upbeat. Oh man, why did you do me like that? My God
0: <laughs> it's like saying what's your favorite
1: child? Right, right. It that's exactly what it is. I would I would say uh, Faith in the Sky is a good one. Um or I say it two four three four or you can go on my, my YouTube page and find a, a great I have cartoon music videos. I have a lot of great music videos. My favorite music video is called "White Gold." Okay, "White Gold" is my favorite music video. <laughs> I, I want to say favorite because it's like my most expensive music video. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's and and the lyrics I think is some of my, some some top is some top shelf rapping on uh, "White Gold." Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Okay, I have one
0: more question to ask you, but before yeah. I do it, I know that my my podcast family is going to want to connect with you on the interwebs. Where is the best thing to learn all about what God is doing in and through Brinson?
1: The best place to learn.
0: I and to follow, probably, right? Like, where are you most active?
1: I'm I'm probably most active on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram, it's at GodChasers, G-O-D, Chasers, G-O-D. C H A S E R Z, and on Twitter it's I am Brentson B R I N S O N. Most people spell it with an e, but it's B R I N S O N. So I am Brentson on Twitter and uh, God Chasers and Instagram. And guess what? I got a podcast too. It, it, God Chasers podcast. I was getting ready to podcast. plug it. Yeah, yeah, and, and on that you get to you get to see a whole other side of me. I talk Christian hip hop news. And then I review movies and just talk about all of the things that's going on. Like I, I can review, I, I review view movies and TV shows from a Christian perspective. You know, I tell people right. you know, a lot of things like don't take the kids to this one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I don't watch a lot of rated R movies. That's that's my thing. I just I think me staying out of the realm of rated R uh, just makes, safer. It's very safer. It's safer. I, I haven't
0: seen a, a radar movie in a while, so all right. All right, good. Okay. Last question I love to ask people. It's a hard one, so just get get your get My ready. ready. Okay. Get ready. So uh it's an advice question. I'm gonna ask you to go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, except I get the name the season of your life that you give it. Okay. And I wanna take you back um to the day after your very first day recording in the studio, right? So a long time ago, um, 11 albums ago, if you were going to pull up a chair in front of that young man, fresh out of the studio, he's got all the emotions flying. Um, he's not sure what's about to happen. If you're going to pull up a chair in front of him, sit knee to knee with him, look him in the eye, and give him one piece of advice, what are you going to tell him?
1: Tony, that's so good. That's so good. You know what's so good about this question? It wasn't the one piece of advice. It was you. You specifically picked a moment, and that is so good. My God, that's a good question, dude. You let me tell you something. You're probably you. You. You are Mount Rushmore on (laughs) interview. No, no. I am not saying this because I'm on your show. In real life. Oh, thank you. You have asked the best questions I've ever had before in my life. Thank
0: you so much.
1: I've done a ton of interviews. My God, this is good. Um, I would tell him, do not compare yourself to anybody else. Be you and give God your best. And that's all you need to do. Hmm. Don't compare because I early on, I would I would be in my mind. So subliminal competition. Mm. I have to be better than this. I have to know be you. Be wow. you and give God your best. You give God your best. He's going to take you everywhere. And that's what he's done.
0: Praise God. Praise God uh Brinson thank you so much for being so generous with your time thank you for your heart uh for for all all the I just really appreciate your energy and your charisma so thank you for for your willingness to be here and to share your story and for what you're doing in the world uh yeah just thank you
1: oh man thank you for having me dude thank you thank you for what you do shout out to all the people who are listening to your podcasting your uh youtube video I, I look forward to um if anybody hear this I look forward to 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 hearing from you. I do respond. I'm not one of those people who act all Hollywood. Um I would love to hear you guys uh reach out to me and I will reach back out and prayerfully, you know, we, we'll see if we don't see each other on on this side of heaven, hopefully your mansion will be next to mine when we get to heaven. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, 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 mine will be the one with its invertible roof. <laughs>
0: and the Jacksonville Jaguars flag in the front yard. <laughs> I don't know. The
1: Jags might not make it happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's Paul say? Rejoice to the extent for you could suffer with Christ. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, I get to have so many great conversations on this podcast. I'm so thankful for all of them. I especially enjoy talking to someone a little different, and Brinson is that. He gives such good insight and good perspective and uh, a fun conversation around music. So, uh, hey, do me a favor. Go order his, uh, his new album. Hit, his, hit up his website. Follow him on social media. Let him know that you heard him here on the Reclamation Podcast. I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for the community that we're building here. For those of us who connect on Substack and on Facebook and Instagram at TWMilt, uh, I look forward to continuing the dialogue. And remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.